to the ghost train. Tickets, please. Take your seat and enjoy the ride. All aboard! You're now on board the Ghost Train, the podcast that dives headfirst into the scary world of the paranormal. Now, if you're looking for binge-worthy scary TV, look no further than Netflix show Haunted. And on today's podcast, we are happy to welcome Aaron from Season 1, Episode 3, Demon in the Dark. If you haven't watched Aaron's episode, I suggest you go do it now. We are going to be discussing what happened to Aaron after the Netflix show aired, and things haven't got any better. Here we go. Next stop, Netflix and Demon. All aboard! Aaron, welcome on board the Ghost Train. I'm thrilled to have you on board, and our listeners might know you from the hit Netflix series Haunted. You told an amazing, scary story, and at the end of your story, you said, things are getting worse, more violent. I want to hear those stories. What's been happening to you? Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm totally fine now, for the most part. I've got... The situation's under control the best that it can be, but I still do deal with a lot of stuff very regularly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you were telling me that you've, it's almost like a sleep paralysis thing, and we were both just kind of chatting about how I was dealing with that, and now you're dealing with it, and what you're doing to kind of combat this demon or <laughs> some sort of entity attacking you every couple nights, every night. It's scary stuff. How do you deal with that? Well, actually... I've gotten to the point, I work with a priestess. I've been a practicing witch for a long time, and the lady I've been working with has helped me a lot to protect myself so I don't deal with the super nasty things. I hate using the word demon because I don't like to give it that sort of, I guess, power. Yeah, yeah, I get that. The nasty thing or the evil things. I mean, Hmm. so I I deal with that far less now, but I still deal with a lot of other entities on the regular it's like a (laughs) trade-off yeah so you have multiple entities coming almost are they like attacking you or are they just like bugging you what's going on uh for the most part they just bug me (laughs) yeah like whatever because things like just kind of come and go nothing really stays very long mostly because i kick it out but (laughs) yeah and you've learned like different techniques over the past little while on how to deal with these spirits or entities are you yeah. able to share that with us for listeners that are dealing with the same situations that you are? Oh yeah, of course. And I'm always welcome. Like if I, I made this the separate Instagram, so for just my paranormal stuff. So I'm always happy to give advice or if people need help, I can do my best. For what's but that Instagram? Paranormal princess seven. <laughs> paranormal princess seven. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. So if you're dealing with a, a situation that you can't handle there, people are just messaging you there for help? Yep. Uh, sometimes. And then sometimes I get weirdos that try and use it as a dating site, but I try and avoid those people. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, we all get those. Yeah, that's <sighs> it's no fun. The joy of the internet. Yeah, yeah. But I think one of the things that, I mean, very basic that works for me most of the time, because they're, they're more like low-level spirits. They're nothing malicious or, I guess, inhuman is I have hand-picked sage that my friend and I picked. Mm-hmm. And so usually I will just sage every corner of the room and repeat a personal mantra, and which can work for anybody. Like I, I say, like, you know, only my spirit guides and friendly fairies are allowed to stay and everything else must go. And I heard it, you know, towards the front door. And then I burn white candles and dragon's blood incense works very well. And usually that will, it's almost like a Band-Aid, 
because things will be quiet for a while and then it like slowly starts to pick back up so I have to do it usually one to two times a month wow yeah I, I don't know <laughs> I never had to do anything like that I've always for myself dealing with those kind of situations I'm I've said this in the past and I'm not religious but I do end up just saying the Lord does not want you here. I don't even know why I say that stuff, but I just, it just comes out of me and I just start like spitting that out. And I just say that out loud and, or try to, or at least just try and think it if I can't speak. Cause sometimes it's almost like a, a control over my vocals. Like you can't talk, right? During sleep paralysis. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah. So I just try and think that. And then eventually that gets me out of it. But yeah, for you to have to do those sayings over and over and over just to ward off those spirits has got to be, it's it's kind of annoying to have to keep doing that all the time, but it's just like starting to become a part of your life at this point, right? Oh, yeah. And it's honestly more annoying to have things bothering me when I try and sleep because I love, I'm fascinated with the paranormal. I love having experiences and seeing these things anywhere but my house. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know. I totally get that. It's like, this is my sanctuary. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done working right now. I just want to relax and kick back and maybe watch some TV and go to bed. I think the problem is since my mom and I are both pretty sensitive, like once they figure out that you can sense them or see them or hear them, I picture it in my head as them just like, hey, over they here, show look themselves. at me. They're getting attention from the living and, and they haven't had that and they want to experience that feeling again right yeah uh, post netflix what's been happening to you what's been going on can you want to just like tell some of the stories that have been happening since then sure so the netflix thing i mean that aired in october and we had actually filmed november of 2017 oh wow it took a while to come out and you know during that time i I guess a little bit before I joined up with a code three paranormal here in Colorado, really cool bunch of people. So we've had a lot of different investigations and, but personally at home, I think the thing that stands out to me the most that since I was younger, I haven't had quite as much physical contact. I was um, in bed and I was watching some cartoon family guy, South park, one of those things. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I, a, a tickle down my back like a really 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 light tickle to where I was like did I feel that and then I was like okay whatever I'm gonna it's nothing it was just my hair mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden my closet door opens and the light turned oh, on my. and the light turned on yeah so I, and my cats are smart but they're not that smart <laughs> Jeez. and so you I kind slide, of is it out. like a closet that slides open Mm -mm, it's like you have to pull the handle down to open it. Oh my God, that's freaky. And so I, I was like, oh God. Afterwards, I would have like, yeah, I would have lost it. Oh, it took me, I mean, and I calmed myself down and started going, I was like, all right, I'm just going to go to sleep. Please leave you're me alone. Where you yeah. You're going to bed after that? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to get used to it. And the, after the initial like adrenaline, well, it gets worse because I started to fall asleep again. And you know when someone talks really, really close to your ear, how you get the goosebumps? Yeah. And I kind of feel it. And all of a sudden, something whispered, excuse me, into my ear. And I, like, felt it. I didn't just hear it. I, like, felt that when so, someone was... Like, the air, air blowing almost, yeah. at, like, oh, my God. That was when I shot up out of bed. And I was like, okay. <laughs> fuck this. Sorry. Yeah. If I Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
and that I mean that happens regularly the other day I mean my mom was in her room and I was in my room and one of our cabinets just started lightly opening and shutting and like banging and I came out and I was like mom and she came out and she's like Aaron <laughs> oh my god god damn it here they are again like please please stop <laughs> so you have like poltergeist activity going Mine. on in this... activity, yeah it's Mine. nothing like it's not like dishes flying across the room or anything honestly but... to me that doesn't even matter the fact that things <laughs> are moving around in the house lights are turning on doors are being opened cupboards are being opened there's drawers being opened like that's high intensity stuff going on and you're okay with it. I mean, I don't well, like it, but <laughs> I don't like it. But you've you've said like you've learned to live with it. I don't know how anyone really could. It's crazy like, what you, you can learn that? to deal with, especially like after everything that was talked about on Haunted. I mean, mm-hmm. that was so scary growing up with that, and now it's like I still deal with stuff, but it's not quite as horrible now that I have the situation under control. So I'm almost like I'll take it. Like, I'll take whatever at this point that's not that. The situation that you were dealing with before, you were a lot younger, and obviously you had kind of grown up with it, which I think a lot of the listeners might be able to relate to if they've had things happen to them. It's kind of like you you have these things happen when you're younger, and you, you start to get older, and you become wiser, and you're like, well, I'm just going to do this the next time it does that. And you kind of start to come up with almost like your own defense mechanisms and, and things like that, which is what you're dealing with now, having to, to put up like all these different guards that you put up over the years, right? Oh, yeah. There's little things. Like, I, I have to have my computer on with something playing. Yeah. Because then I can't hear anything. Because sometimes if I lay in the quiet, you know, I... Your brain starts going. I never going. know if I'm actually hearing things or not, but I hear things, and whether it's the neighbors upstairs or something's yep. actually like rustling around, I don't like it. It freaks me out, and I start to get that terrified, just horrible feeling. And you sleep with this teddy bear, right? Yes. Oh, my and cuddly dog. And you just put him in to get repaired. Yes. Recently. Oh my gosh. So how he are just... you sleeping without your teddy bear? I. I feel like such a weirdo because, you know, I'm 28 and I've slept with him for 24 years. Right. Every night I took him to Ireland with me, like, and this is the first time I've gone without him. And I have had consistent nightmares every night since I shipped him out last Wednesday. And he just got to the doll hospital today. So, and I have another four weeks. Four weeks? Yeah. Gosh, well, you might be calling me back to tell me some more stories then. (laughs) he's like my little protector that's what at least that's what i've told myself since i was a kid because it helped me yeah yeah and that's all like it what you need is what you need right and if that helps calm you down and relax you then by all means that you use that you've been dealing with some sort of a dark shadowy figure in your home Mm -hmm. for a long time and it hasn't left you alone and it's still in the house that you're living in now with your mom Mm -hmm but you've ended up joining a ghost team called <laughs> Cody Paranormal. Yes. <laughs> so you're kind of taking this head on now. You're like, I'm not messing around. I'm joining up with a team, and I'm going to go out there and investigate, find out what's going on, and see if I can – it's almost like you're, you've are you become like a, a warrior, and now you're, you're battling against <laughs> these 
visible like that. creatures but. that are out there. It's really cool. I, I have to commend you for, for doing that because a lot of people would be still scared of it, not want to sink their teeth right into the soul situation and become a paranormal investigator. Is that what you call yourself, a paranormal investigator? Or? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. It's my and passion. So, I mean, it's my life at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's so cool to me. Like for myself, I've always had a fascination with the paranormal, but I never even knew that you could just join a team and just start not fighting ghosts, but discovering different things and finding new things that are out there. Right. Because yeah, knowledge so, for me, knowledge is power. So. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to know what you're, what's coming into your house at night and bothering you. Right. And so, I've got so many books on like theories parapsychology stone tape theory like my whole room is just littered with all sorts of different case studies anything it's I love it. probably obsessive and that's probably why i've been single for so many years <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's a problem to be obsessed with it i think that you just want answers i can respect that because you just want to find out what's going on and why it's happening to you. And if you can stop it, I'm sure you'd want to stop it, right? I think so. But it's like at this point, I, I want to stop it in my house. Yes. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like Maybe it's not, almost become an obsession. Stop. Yeah. Like and Outside of the house, if there was nothing paranormal happening in my life, inside or outside my house, I feel like I'd almost lose a part of my identity, which is yeah, kind of sad. But you're, you're turning yourself into an expert of this topic. Yeah. And, and uh, you don't want to let that all these years of studying and trying to figure out what's going on just go to waste. So you'll be able to solve what's going on in your home, hopefully. And then you might be able to turn that into solving a problem that's going on in someone else's house. Yeah, which we do sometimes. And it's kind of interesting. This is sort of a funny little story. I was hanging out with someone for a little while and, you know, he'd come over and, and he texted me one day <laughs> and was like, did you send me home with a ghost? Really? So I mean, something ended up at his house and he was not a believer, really. He sort of, he didn't like laugh it off, but he's just sort of like, I'll believe it when I see it kind of person. Yeah. And then he texted me and made a joke and I was like, well, I warned you that. This could happen. These are the possibilities, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You got to believe. You can't not believe and be hanging out, right? Pretty much. I mean, I don't need someone to be as into it as I am, but if I have someone that's like, you're crazy, then obviously. Yeah, so let's hear some of the stories of your actual investigations. When was your first investigation? Did anything really happen on your first investigation? Yeah, actually, I I think my first investigation with Code 3 was in 2016. I had just gone on like a ghost adventures binge. And for the record, if Zach Bagans is listening, I love you. And <laughs> I'm sure he loves you too. He just doesn't know it yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I went to one of my my teammates. Her workplace is in Denver, and it's super haunted there. And I met the team there, and I had never really used a spirit box before. Oh. And we got the craziest stuff. We got the name of someone who came through and said that they had died near there. They gave us an age. It was absolutely fascinating to me. And we've investigated there a few times and actually filmed a short horror film that I'm in in this building and every time we're there like you can actually see stuff with your eyes sometimes like balls of light like it's in orbs yeah and I haven't seen them anywhere else with my eyes that's the only place I've seen them wow so that was kind of a cool first and I think right after that the coolest investigation 
that I've been, we've been on. Uh, we got to go up to the Phoenix Gold Mine. I don't know if you uh, watch Ghost Adventures. I do. I do. But yeah. um, <laughs> they went there about a year before we were there. Okay. And which one is that? Because they've they've invested a few different mines that I've seen. Is that the Tommy Knocker one? Yes. Yes. It that is. was one of the Tommy Knockers. Okay. And we didn't hear any of the knocking while we were there, but the coolest thing ever was they let us down into what's called a winds, okay. and it's a hundred feet underground. And they technically weren't supposed to let us go in there. They didn't even let Ghost Adventures go down there. Wow. You're supposed to be like certified, but two of us went down there with the the person, the guide, whatever. We weren't yeah. even investigating at this point, and we turned on our recorders, and I caught the like the clearest EVP I've ever caught. And it says the devil whispers. It says the devil whispers. Yeah, it's up on our YouTube channel and it whispers Whoa. over us talking. And there's only three of us down there, a hundred feet underground. There's no noise contamination. No like That's fucked up. It's crazy. I like nearly shit myself when I heard it. I like ripped off my headphones and ran into my Ooh. mom. I'm like, mom, listen to this. <laughs> yeah, you gotta hear this. <laughs> it's like, Oh my God, that's crazy. I mean, it's a mine, so there was a lot of the iron deposits in the water. Right. And you could just hear behind us, probably like, it sounded like 20 feet, you could just hear like the, the footsteps in the water behind us the whole time we were down there. Oh my God. Which is so unnerving because it's pitch yeah. black and it could collapse at any moment, technically. Wait, that's nuts. I kind of live for that, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, the danger that you you and your team are putting yourself through is crazy. Yeah. yeah you, you live for the danger, but it's like, oh, my God. You want to get this information out. You don't want to be, like, have it, the whole thing collapse on you. Then you can't even share this, uh, the devil whispers with everyone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's nuts. That's awesome. Well, thank you for risking your life and getting that information for us. Of course. <laughs> We do a lot of different places. I mean, we've done some residentials as well. And because that's kind of where I want to help people. Yeah, like, I was going to say, can. because this whole situation, it kind of has to stem from you having to deal with this from such a young age. And maybe there's something that you've learned throughout the years that now you can kind of put into your investigations and help someone that's going through something similar to you. And that's my ultimate goal. That's why I started the blog. Which yeah, is connected tell to Instagram. Tell people about your blog. Um, my blog, I'm just, I'm still kind of trying to hone in on exactly what I want to do, but I write a lot about my theories on like poltergeists. I've just shared a couple of different stories, theories about orbs, all sorts of things that I'm keeping it like paranormal horror based. And I want that, I want people to be able to reach out to me, like I said, and be like, hey, like I'm dealing with this, like where do I start? And obviously, if they're in another state, I, probably can't just go help them yeah but i can talk them through different ideas and places to start and that's really what i want to do with my life if i could if i could get you know if i could live off that that'd be cool but it's not even yeah absolutely me, and i think that's a, a possibility for sure especially with the technology age that we're in right now with like instagram and facebook and all these other uh, social media platforms now we can spread your word to all the people all over the world, right? So your ability is now grown huge. I think it's amazing. And I think it's 100% a possibility for you to be able to do something like that as a career. I hope so someday, because 
I mean, there has been times, like, we haven't done too many residentials, because, like, the first one we did, at least when I was on the team, so mm-hmm. they probably did some before, but, I mean, they were insane. I mean, they were sending us pictures of, like, poltergeist activity. Fires were starting by themselves, so we're like, all right, if this is actually happening, this is a gold mine of evidence, but sure enough, it turned out we and- figured out it was the crazy girlfriend. <laughs> I was going to say, because there's got to be times that you're called out to these situations where I don't want to say it's too good to be true because it st- is. things are lighting themselves on fire. That's not a good thing. But you know what I mean? Like you want to be able to catch something like that on camera to prove that this is a real thing and mm-hmm. this is happening and we need to pay more attention to it. But then all of a sudden it's it's just a crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah, and we figured that out right away. And so we were pretty disappointed. But then we had another investigation with a wonderful lady up in Colorado Springs. And her life and her family's life, they've had it really hard. And they've just attracted a lot of negative energies and entities. Oh, my and God. Her, one of her best friends of, like, 20 years had just died. And we had the spirit box going. And her best friend's name kept coming through the spirit box wow. over and over. And she was just like so emotional and was so like, I knew you were here, Tara. So it was really cool to bring that sort of, I guess, peace of mind. To yeah. This person. And so that, I mean, that made it all worth it. And we had a lot of, a lot of stuff happen that night. We didn't put a lot of it on YouTube because we try not to put people's private homes on there. I get that. But it's, so that part of it, when you are able to help at least one person find some peace of mind, like it just, it makes, oh, it, makes it, it Oh, absolutely. It's almost like you're a, a first responder because you, you show up and you're able to make a difference right away or help them at some point, right? It's rewarding and it's it's something that you should uh, be proud of. So. And it's funny you say that because code three, I think is like there the urgent, go. like the it's a police officer thing because we had a police officer on our team. There you go. Well, he's still on our team. He's just not a police officer anymore. But when he named the team, the code three is like the urgent response. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that resonates with me. I totally get that. You join this investigation team and things are starting to, to happen. Things are, you've gone on a few investigations. What's your favorite investigation that you've done to date? I think aside from the mines, because that that's just an amazing place in general, haunted or not. So cool. We did a place called the Hamill House Museum up in Georgetown, Colorado. So if any of my Colorado investigators are listening, see if you can get in there. And There's we, lots. There's lots. Colorado and Colorado Springs. I've been talking to, it seems like every, <laughs> someone new from Colorado. I'm now putting it out there that, that anyone that is interested in the paranormal that is in the U.S. or close to Colorado, go check out that area because... It's a large area, but you are going to be finding some crazy, crazy entities, spirits, you name it. It's got it. Yeah. Super spooky and creepy. I don't know. God, I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know if it's just like the mountains that are holding all this energy there or if it's some sort of like the water that's there holding it. I don't know. But it seems like there's a lot of really creepy things going on down there. Oh, there's a lot of places. The only thing I would say that has gotten to be a problem is, one, a lot of the places charge a lot of money to get in. 
And so that can be yeah. hard. I mean, if you have a team, everybody can pitch, but sometimes it'll be $400 for a night. And that's really kind of steep. So there's that. And then I'm a firm believer that some of these places like the Stanley, for instance, I've lived here my whole life. I've never actually been to the Stanley, but they get almost like over investigated. What's the Stanley? That's where Stephen King wrote The Shining. Oh, okay. Supposedly like super duper haunted, ghost adventures, ghost hunters, every ghost show you've ever seen has gone there. Okay, cool. But I I think these places get almost worn out. Like, how would you feel if everyone was coming into your house every weekend saying, what's your name? Who are you? Are you male? Are you female? Do you have, you know, like. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's overdone. It's overdone. Like we stayed at the Banff Springs Fairmont Hotel. And that's where one of the one of the venues where The Shining was filmed. Okay. I didn't think it was haunted, but I asked the concierge, I'm like, so is this place haunted or what? And he just said, yep, 100% <laughs> haunted. And I said, what makes you think it's haunted? And he said that a caretaker had hung himself in the elevator shaft. And there's been countless sightings of a lady walking the halls up through the upstairs. And so I was like, okay. And I just started, I was like, I got to just try and see if I can find anything. And <laughs> apparently the elevator that that is not operating anymore still opens to this day at certain times of the day. And it's not on a timer or anything like that. But, but yeah, it's just like these crazy old buildings do have a lot of history to them, which is cool. And you want to investigate them. But like you said, you don't want to over investigate them. And you don't want to over publicize that this place is haunted because the Banff Springs Hotel wasn't telling its customers that it's haunted, but if you ask about it, then, they'll tell you. then they will tell you about it. But yeah, no, that's cool. So did you investigate the the place in, in Colorado that you were talking about? The Stanley, no, because that's another place I think is really hard unless you have the budget of ghost adventures or ghost hunters. Yeah, um, yeah. You can't really do a real investigation while there's a bunch of people staying there. Right, yeah, so you gotta rent out every room? Is that how they do it? Yeah, I mean, it, when you like the ghost adventures and the, the big money teams are able to, for a night. Shut it down. down. But you know, um, some Code 3 Paranormal, they're gonna be like, uh, you can pay to rent a room. <laughs> and that's, the, that's it. Well, I'd be like, what's the most haunted room? And sometimes you can you can do that, but then the logical part of me is like, okay, how good is the soundproofing? Because then technically any EVPs you catch, any walking footsteps. Nothing. Nothing's got to hold up. Right? Yeah. yeah. I totally get that. That makes a lot of sense. It's tough, right? I didn't. These are the things that you don't even think about. And you just watch these shows and you're like, oh, yeah, just go to this place and, and do this. But you don't think about the money that's behind it. You don't think of all the preparation that you have to do and this and that. So that's crazy. Yeah. No, it's good insight to for, for anyone just starting out to, to actually start to think about that stuff, right? It's definitely not a cheap hobby. And for anyone that is starting out, always make sure you get permission. Because I know there's some really tempting places to sneak into, but it gives <laughs> a bad name to you know paranormal investigators and it gives a bad name to all of us when some people sneak in and destroy things on accident or... Yeah, the destroying part is one thing, but... For me, I think about the paranormal investigators. I do think of people sneaking into different places, but I don't want them to destroy anything. You know what I mean? And it's but, tempting to sneak in, but it's not worth it. Like if you get caught, I mean, you can end up you're going with to jail or, or trespass yeah. charged with something. So yeah, it's definitely not worth it. 
I don't know. I just always think about like back in the day when I would be watching, this was almost before ghost adventures or maybe like the beginning stages of it. It was always people on YouTube, just like hopping a fence and, and going into a cemetery or something like that. So that's the kind of stuff I grew up watching. And then, then it gets into ghost adventures where it's more professionally done. So mm-hmm. Which yeah. I, like, I like the sneaking too. And I just ran into the whole thing of I'm going to Seattle in July for Twin Peaks Fest Oh, cool. And yeah, I know you're a huge Twin Peaks fan, so. Covered and, in tattoos. And I'm going to come out with something. I've, I think I've watched one episode of it, but I'm more of an X-Files guy. I love it. After you talking about Twin Peaks so much, I got to get into it and start watching it. You should. If you like X-Files. I mean, Twin yeah. Peaks kind of paved the way for X-Files. Everyone's always told me that. They're like, you need to watch it. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And I think I tried to watch one episode, but I was, I just didn't get into it. And I. It takes I just, a few episodes. You have to like power through the first like two or three. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. I'm gonna start it maybe tonight after this conversation. <laughs> I'm looking for something new to watch, and I want something kind of creepy, but. Uh, oh, Twin yeah. Peaks is amazing, and if my five Twin Peaks tattoos don't express that. <laughs> I don't know anyone that has an X-Files tattoo of like Mulder or Scully. So that kind of says a lot. All right. Yeah. On. But yeah, so we're going up there for the fest and a few of my code three members are also my twin peaks cult members. Cool. And we were looking for a place to investigate and Holy crap. I was thinking like, Oh, out in the woods and in North bend near Seattle, there'll be tons of places. For sure. And there's like nothing we I can find. There's nowhere to investigate. I mean, there's there's some haunted places, but a lot of them are like bars or hotels or places you probably have to like go during the day, like cemeteries and whatnot, but they close at six. Well, let's just put out a message and say, if we can get you into, maybe you can piggyback onto another investigation or get your own investigation. We need to get you an investigation out in the Seattle area for that time. Specifically like North Bend or Snoqualmie, but we're mobile, so... <laughs> In July. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like we got to get you out there, and we got to get you into an investigation. So, no, I'm super excited to, to be talking to you, mainly because I already know your story. I thought it was very genuine, and your mom is what sold me. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it wasn't necessarily you. I don't mean to take away from from you, but your mom saw it, and for me, it's like I was you. It was like almost like me in your footprints, right? And then all of a sudden, you finally had that one person that you loved and trusted to finally validate everything that you were going through. It's like, oh, God, I wish I could just have that one person to share with. I have my younger brother, but it's almost like the two of us are the same person. And we're trying to get <laughs> other people to believe us because no, like everyone's just like, okay, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe. But it's like. The two of us believe it's so hard, but we haven't been able to get that other person to validate. You know what I mean? And you, you have. You know what you see and you feel like you know these things. And it's so hard to, someone's like, well, prove it. You're like, I can't. No. I know what I've seen and felt, but I can't prove it to you. I yeah. can't make you believe. Yeah, it's crazy. So I, I'm just like so thankful that you have that person that validates it for you. And I'm I'm grateful that I have my my younger brother that believes me too. I just want to be able to almost catch it on tape to be able to prove it to everyone. You know what I mean? Even then people would be like it's fake. That's not real. That's fake. You faked it. Blah blah blah. Oh, um so frustrating. One thing about the show I did want to clear up is they didn't talk about my dad at all. 
So a lot of people have assumed that like my dad's not around and that's not true. I just didn't want to involve my dad because he's, I was going to, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't (laughs) bring up like, did your dad pass away? Did this happen? But what's going on? Oh no, my parents divorced when I was two. Um, My dad's always been in my life. He's a great, great dad. Mm -hmm. He's a doctor. He's very science oriented, very, I I guess he's like very religious. That's just not his thing. And so I don't bring that into his life and I didn't want his name to be put in the show. But for anyone listening, my dad is the best. (laughs) Dad rocks. My whole family, I guess my distant relatives were like, the show made it look like you didn't have a father and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I just didn't want him to get caught up in it or if one of his people saw it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he was probably like appreciative of that whole situation. But yeah, no, it's good to know that you you did have a dad. Yeah, which it, that was a whole thing. But he likes to pretend it didn't happen. He doesn't For talk sure. about it, which is fine. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about the Honda Museum. So you've gone once. Yes. And you plan on going again. Myself, I've always wanted to go. For me, coming from Canada, it's pretty expensive to fly all the way to Las Vegas. Yeah, it's worth it though <laughs> you're in Colorado you can get there pretty easily right yeah and I'm actually the reason I'm going in two weeks to Nevada is to kind of scout places to move because I really want to move there so I'm trying to I'm gauging it to see if I want to live there but I also I'm like well I'm going to the museum again <laughs> I think you should try and get a job at the museum I thought about it, but I was like, I wonder how well Zach pays and if there's benefits. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I think I think you should reach out. I thought about that. Even if I just did weekend tours. For like, sure. I think it'd be I would cool. Far less than he pays everyone else, even if I could just like work. But there. then you don't even know because he might be like, I'll put you on the team to investigate the museum at night or something like that. You don't know what's gonna happen. So I think it's a pretty cool situation you could be just like putting yourself into. Oh, yeah. I plan. I definitely want to reach out when the time gets closer. Like, I, it, believe me, Time's I'm, in like, October. I'm hoping so. And a lot of times, you know, he's there at the museum. He wasn't there when I was there. He was there the day before and the day after. Of course. So I miss him. And of so course. this time I'm like, he better be there. But I don't know. I might fangirl too hard. <laughs> <laughs> just tone it down. Take a few deep breaths. I know. <laughs> just treat him like he, you would like an entity. It's entering your room. <laughs> All right. Take a few breaths and then approach it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I'll handle it. I'll be fine. But the, the Come on, you're better than that. It's so amazing. <laughs> like, Zach's – I love Zach, but everything that he has, I mean, he's living every paranormal bus dream. <laughs> like you said, yeah, he's living the dream. So what were some of the highlights of your trip to go see the Haunted Museum? I actually was out there for a bachelorette party. Oh, Not mine, oh. obviously, but wow. it was my friend. You'd go to Vegas for a bachelorette party instead oh, of yeah. just for the haunted museum. Because that's all I'd go for. But uh. <laughs> I know. I was a bridesmaid, and it was a ton of fun. But um, most of the girls that were there are not exactly like me in the sense that they're weird and creepy and like creepy shit. Say no more. But I got three of them to go with me, and one of the girls is – a little more into it than the rest of them and we went into one of the rooms and she just started crying I mean like out of nowhere she just got this like she was so emotional 
Really? And, and she's, I wouldn't say she's not a believer, but she's not like looking for it. She's like, yeah, um, I'll go with you. <laughs> yeah. Like, and whatever. what was she feeling in that room that made her just start crying? Just, oh, I mean, we walked in there. It was just like overwhelming sadness. And it wasn't even any of the rooms with some of the like, you know, like the Dybbuk box or Edgine's Cauldron or Gein. I can never remember how to say his name, but the Cauldron okay. who boiled people in or. Yeah. It so was what just, was it in? It was a room and it kind of a plain room. There was like a, a desk and I can't remember off the top of my head why the desk was so haunted. And it had like a weird like bird cage and a skeleton in there and he or the tour guide opened the doors and she just lost it really, really cool. yeah oh, god jeez aside from that it's hard to pick a favorite i mean he has a whole room that has serial killer i don't say artifacts but like gacy's paintings charles manson's dentures so what can people expect from going through the haunted museum like tour is it the same kind of feeling that you'd get going through a haunted house during Halloween? Yeah. Like, like people yeah. jumping out at you, this and that, or is it like you're on your own, you go through, or are you going through with a tour guide? There's a tour guide, and there's, there's a few places where things jump out at you, and there's one part of it where it's like a clown area. Don't, that don't, feels ruin, like a don't ruin the people that jump out at everyone. Just no, yeah, I won't tell you where. Okay, okay. Yeah, no. They're, they're in different places, and they change it up from what I know. It, the clown, There's, like, a ton of clowns, and there's, like, some strobe lights. But the rest of it is you have just have a tour guide that brings you into a room and shows you what's in there, and you kind of have a minute to look around. I'd say the only thing that sucks is there's just so much to see. You could spend an entire day in there, but that's really? not really an option. So. Right. How long do you have? It, it wasn't like they were rushing you through, but you have to stay with the tour group depending on what how big the room is and what's in the room, you have a few minutes to kind of mosey around. And I mean, some of the stuff, like the cauldron, isn't even in a case, so you can touch it. Really? Yeah. God. Weird, but I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Kevorkian's van was super cool. And that's not so I was going to ask about deal. the van. I was going to ask about the van. That's so yeah. creepy. And he has, did you see Demon House? I the have Dr. seen Demon House. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had the staircase there that was leading down to the basement and some of the dirt. Okay, so you've been there since he's moved the staircase. Because <laughs> in the documentary, he said that he was going to be moving it with some of the dirt before they demolished the house. And he did. Ugh. I mean, there's some weird juju in that room. And a few of the rooms I felt pretty uncomfortable in. Some bad vibes. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, I was going to say, like, you becoming... Or I don't know if you are yet uh, a witch, but you've mm -hmm. been starting to study different things about becoming becoming a witch, right? Well, since I was 12, I've technically been considered a pagan. Really? I, I went to Catholic school for 12 years, but I was always like a, a closet witch. <laughs> oh, I came yeah. out of the closet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you could pick up on more stuff because of that? kind of background that you had a hundred percent and with the person I've been working with she's absolutely amazing and she's helped me a lot like it's gotten to the point where I don't I'm not a, a psychic or a medium or anything like that but a lot of times I know exactly what's going to happen when I go somewhere like mm. especially if I know someone or am I I'm connected to them I can yeah. I know what they're thinking I can feel their emotions 
And it's kind of that way when I go to places sometimes. I can pick up on things pretty easily. And I'm usually right. That's so awesome. That's, sometimes, sometimes it's like I have trouble turning it off and I'm like, I don't want to know. The last person that I was kind of seeing, I would sense when things were about to get bad and I would know. And I would rather not know sometimes because I'd spend two days worried about it, trying to convince yeah. myself in my head and then exactly what I knew was going to happen down to the exact words he used happened. Wow. Yeah, it's helpful, but at the same time when you don't know that it's actually going to happen, it, it just makes you worry about stuff, right? So It does cause a lot of anxiety and lately it's always happening and it's down to where I knew somebody's name and it's not a common name. It's not a common name at all and it just came to me that this was this person's name. Huh. Yeah. Jeez. And it's, so it, it's kind of weird. It's kind of something I'm learning, and but it's kind of helping me deal with all the paranormal stuff because I'm I'm having an easier time blocking things from getting to me or talking to me or bothering me. <laughs> oh, that's honestly you're learning, right? Yeah. Better late so, than never. <laughs> but I don't know if it is late. I think it's now you're ready for it. And I'm ready to. I'm really ready to help people and. I just, I feel like good things are coming in the sense of the paranormal, I guess. If you just put yourself out there, you'd be surprised how many people are going to help you because of the fact that you're on a Netflix show and the fact that you have this great story that you've shared with everyone and people can relate to it, like myself and like I think a lot of other people. I hope so. I mean, that's what, that's my plan, trying to yeah. grow my account and I'm mostly using that Instagram to direct traffic to my blog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep doing what you're doing, and I think it's going to just keep growing and expand and get better. That's yeah, good. I'm excited for you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> this has been cool to just talk about these things, because like we said before, a lot of people, you can't just bend their ear about ghosts and <laughs> creepy no, things. But um, last question, do you have any problems sleeping at night? I can sleep anytime anywhere no matter what i've been blessed with this family gift <laughs> <laughs> so you just pass out wherever it may be but you may be woken up at yes any yes. given doesn't time mean i won't be woken up but yeah. i can sleep on a bed of rocks <laughs> i love it i, I love can sleep it. anywhere <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome well aaron thanks so much for doing this tonight of course take it easy you too <laughs> That's all for the ghost train this week. Hope you enjoyed the chat Aaron and I had. Be sure to follow her on Instagram at paranormalprincess7 and check out the great blog she's been writing. I just finished reading the post on folklore, the stolen children. Honestly, a very interesting read about changelings and a bit of history on them as well. Next week's show is with Jim, an investigator with Transcendent Paranormal Society. Now, Jim and I talked about some of his wildest investigations, one involving an abandoned school where they had a run-in with what they think was the school's ghost principal. Heebie-jeebies already. That's next week, but in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to The Ghost Train wherever you're listening to your podcasts and leave me a comment while you're at it. You can hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook to keep up to date with all the fun and creepy Ghost Train news. And until the next train... Good luck sleeping tonight.